Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watch Dogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, good afternoon on the East Coast. Good morning on the West Coast. Welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. I'm your host, Keith Shoemaker, talking to you. I love talking about the weather. Beautiful, beautiful hot day here in Atlanta, Georgia. We are, uh, in, in our district, we are winding up the school day. The school ends uh, for the majority of our public school district uh, tomorrow. And uh, a lot of school calendars. A lot of schools do uh, do different calendars, but uh, yeah, we are winding it up here. They're getting ready for the big traditional uh, last day of school bus stop water battles all over the metro Atlanta area. And uh, my older daughter, uh, she graduates from eighth grade tonight. So, uh, so big day, big time uh, here in the uh, in the Schumacher House and in, in a lot of the houses uh, around metro Atlanta, and I'm sure around the country a lot. Schools are coming to the end of that school year. The kids are thinking about what it's going to be to be that higher grade next year. They've uh, finished most of their testing. Um, I do know some of the schools uh, that uh, we hear a lot from, uh, you know, go on into June. So wherever you're at uh, and whatever your school calendar is, I hope you're having a great time as we wind up the school year. A lot of things going on with watchdogs. Let me bring my co-host, my good friend, Chris Dannenauer. He's out at the Mothership in Springdale, Arkansas, the Watchdogs National Office. Chris, how you doing? Keith, I'm good. I'm uh, you know, a little under the weather, uh, you know, kind of had that, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, how to get the Z-Pack and to get the, the, the sinus cocktail shot uh, last week. But I am uh, on the up. Getting better, uh, have more energy, feel like being outside. Uh, matter of fact, uh, you know, after uh, Sunday evening, I mowed about three acres and took the <laughs> weed eater and to the three acres too. So, uh, you know, I'm feeling better. You're going to be out there the, driving that lawnmower around pretty it's soon. It's just that pollen and all that stuff that's <laughs> out there. But I'm good. Uh, kind of yeah. like what you said about the school year closing up. Uh, hearing you talking about your daughters, I'm checking my boys' grades online, seeing what I can do to. Uh, to drive them to pull their grades up to hopefully mm-hmm. uh, keep their four points alive. So there you go. Whatever now encouragement I can do, to motivation I can do to uh, inspire them to, to remain strong these next two weeks, uh, two and a half mm-hmm. weeks. I'm certainly going to try to pull any 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 uh, rabbits out of the hat. Yeah, but that's what I was going to ask you. Where are you at in as far as the school calendar? So in our you still got another two weeks to go. Basically, due to how Arkansas it was, you know, with the heavy weather, uh, I think June the fourth or fifth uh, is, a, I think June the sixth, the last day here mm-hmm. in the district. But basically, if they're good, if they're, their grades are good after June fourth. Basically, they're like telling students to kind of stay back and not come to school. Yeah, uh, only yeah. allow those students to make up homework, make up tests, be there on the fifth and sixth. So. Okay. Okay. When do they go back? I know uh, in our district they go back in uh, uh, early August. What, yeah, uh, it's the earliest August I've seen. My wife, as you know, is a school teacher, and you know mm-hmm. she's like basically she only has July to kind of be off uh, because right. of other commitments she has uh, 
leaving, not leaving the school district, but leaving the art field as an art teacher to the gifted and talented teacher. Uh, oh, you know, okay. She, she uh, is excited about that, getting to work with, instead of, instead of being over 700-plus kids, uh, she'll have, you know, whatever it is going to be. I, I don't know the number, you know, 80 to 125, you pick the number. Uh, but she's more excited working with a smaller amount of people and really trying to challenge these kids and push them to be problem solvers and creative thinkers and uh, looking forward to a new a new challenge in her good. career. Well, c- congratulations to uh, to her and uh, that new uh, that new change there. I know she's enjoyed being an art teacher, and uh, you know my loved older daughter. Uh, she's telling me that that's uh, that's kind of her goal. She'd love art teacher so hopefully we'll oh, be able yes. to and, and the funny thing about that uh you know on her side of the family we have 12 nephews and nieces well mm-hmm. total with our kids uh 12 grandkids for their grandparents and uh you know her her siblings live you know 30 minutes away and basically they got in trouble because they told their their art teacher and her nephews and nieces that they weren't as good as her, her aunt <laughs> and so we had to kind of scale them back. Hey, you can't go telling your art teacher that your aunt's a better <laughs> art teacher. Yeah, that doesn't work out so well. That, that, no, that didn't it doesn't. Well wow. it doesn't. Well, Chris, she loves to teach teach art to anybody who's willing to listen. Wow, and and it's uh, you know it, it's it's very interesting. You know, I've got a chance to sit in in our art class. Um, and I really enjoyed it because I've always been an Ansel Adams fan, and she was talking about um, Ansel Adams and, and how he developed and, and how he got into mm-hmm. doing the, the type of work that he did. And, and it was kind of kind of fascinating. It's you know you think you know elementary school uh, art class, you know you think you know they're in there, you know all they're doing is is finger painting or whatever. But it was uh, you know it was a great you know part of art appreciation, and and a lot of people don't realize how important those those types of classes are the art appreciation, the music appreciation, you know, those types. And then, uh, you know, the other thing, uh, you know, talking about what we had talked about a few minutes ago is a lot of people, you know, they still think teachers have three months off, uh, for summertime. And that, that just is not the case. And, uh, and when, you know, they're, they're thinking about, uh, you know, how, you know, criticizing teachers or whatever, you know, and, and, and saying those kind of things, they really need to think about what they're saying. So, well, Chris, uh, we've got a pretty big announcement, um, a milestone that hit, and uh, I, I'm very proud to uh, to say that. But, Chris, I'd like to let you go ahead and make that announcement uh, where uh, what milestone we've hit. It's a, it's a pretty big deal. Sure, sure. Uh, our, our new milestone is we're in uh, 4,049 schools, uh, currently in 46 states and, and four countries, and uh, before uh, our fiscal year ends, which here at Watchdogs, we go August through July, we'll be in five countries, so, and plus, uh, I'll be about probably 4,050 plus schools. So, yeah, we, we hit, we uh, surpassed our, our 4,000th school barrier. And, matter wow. of fact, we're right at 4,049 schools, Keith. Wow. You know, I, I was sitting down, and I don't have the, the numbers in front of me, but I, I sat down and I looked at 4,000 schools, multiplied that times an average of the, that we have kind of calculated that an average school has about 85 guys participating. So if you take mm-hmm. the, um, the number of schools times the average uh, number of guys times the um, average hours that a guy spends if they just do one day a year, 
per, uh, I would say around, usually around seven hours. Multiply that times the Department of Labor uh, value of $22.14 an hour. I think that we need to publish those numbers because the numbers would just be astronomical uh, of the value that we have brought to schools across our country. You know, each, uh, each of the PTAs now, when I go to state PTA conventions, they're talking about uh, the value that they add to their state or the value that they add to their district and, uh, and multiplying it out those ways. And a lot of the PTAs are even going as far as making these big, like, presentation uh, checks and, uh, and making a presentation of a value of, you know, X million dollars to your local superintendent or, or to whatever. So I think that's a great visual image of how much we do as parents uh, stepping up and stepping into the school and being there for our kids. There's a value to that, and I think that's, uh, that's pretty important. Right, and I, I just did a, did some quick numbers, Keith, and and the number of men that will take off one full day by using our average figures uh, of 85 dads taking off one full day in the 4,049 schools, that's uh, a little more than 344,000 wow. watchdogs, you know, father, father, father figures that went to school to volunteer one full day. You turn that wow. by seven hours. That's uh, more than 2.4 million volunteer hours now. That's that's great, and, and I'm all proud of that. But you know, I always go back to see, you know what? What we have to offer mm-hmm. uh, from women is not any better because it's not exactly. But it is unique. It is different, and it's missing. But you know, I can't tell you. I couldn't figure the number of, of hours moms and women have served. You know, these mother. Uh, Mother figures have served uh, in school over, you know, <laughs> the past 2,000 years, you know. Oh, that'd since be school, an infinite since number. Since yeah. been instituted, you know. Absolutely. Un- ungodly number. So I just, you know, we have a lot of catch-up to do, but we're, we keep on increasing, and that's what I, I uh, like. We keep on getting better and stronger and more and more hours each year mm-hmm. as we uh, schools bring on watchdogs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, well Chris, I just got back from uh, Provo, Utah. And the uh, the Utah PTA convention met some great people out there. That is uh, it, probably one of the stronger state PTAs that uh, that I've had the honor and the privilege of dealing with, and, and just some great people out there. Um, some interesting uh, interesting aspects of, of PTA and schools in Utah, uh, but it, it's just a great group of people. I had uh, I believe forty some people in in the workshop. You know, when I was there last year, they, there were 22 watchdog schools in the state of Utah. And I kind of made a bold statement, and I said, folks, I said, just this group right here, I said, when you go out and you multiply that times the number of people that will see your program and launch another program, I said, we are e- easily going to double the number of watchdog schools in Utah by the time I come back to Provo in 2014. And, Chris, I tell you what, and you sent me the numbers, you know, we did it and then some. So, I, and I think because we had such a group, we had such great feedback coming to all the people that came by the table. We did. We we very seldom get an opportunity to have a booth uh, at a uh, state PTA convention, but we did at uh, at Utah because we had some people there on the ground that were willing to work. But the feedback that we were getting from people constantly coming by the table, telling us. Um, you know how much they love the program, and and every time we talked, to, we were talking to somebody that was not familiar about the program, wanting to introduce. You know, somebody would come by and and, and pardon the term, but uh, you know, come by and say it's a great 
program. We love it. Do it. So just that kind of thing, it just really kind of empowers us to keep on going. We're doing the right thing. Um, and, and a lot of people, several of the people that I talk to out there, um, I'm going to be uh, bringing on as guests uh, right here on Watchdogs Radio. Um, one gentleman, a guy named, uh, and, and I hope I don't destroy his name here too much, uh, Doug Murakami from um, the uh, Alcohol Education Director of Parents Empowered Utah. Um, looking forward to have him on. Uh, also looking looking forward to other folks, uh, Rob Horsley from Teen Impact. Uh, just some great folks uh, that you know we're just looking forward to uh, to hearing their story. And uh, and in getting uh, those type of stories, I want to talk about uh, my chance. I got to go to Ohio PTA here. Uh, about a month or so ago, and of course, I love getting back to the Buckeye State. But um, when we walk through these exhibit halls, every once in a while, we see something that really catches our attention. Um, it, it's something different. It's something unique uh, and something that you can look at, and especially somebody that spends time in the schools, you're going to see you know, some ideas that you see it may change the face of a school, just like seeing a watchdogs program. But... Um, one of the things I like to do with this program is to give opportunities to people um, that are listening to our program, just, just things, different ideas that they may want to bring into their school. Well, I know that when a school, uh, when, when the kids come into the school, you know, you have to go through, and if you spend time around the school, you know this, you know, you've got to have a note, you know, what's the child going to do today? Is the child going to be going on the bus? Is the child going to be going to an activity? Is the child going to ASP? And it changes all the time, and it's a considerable amount of time that teachers have to take to make sure that that the child goes in the, to the right place. Because obviously, if the child goes home on the bus and there's nobody home, that's a big problem. If the child goes to ASP, which are, there, there's a there's a charge for the after school programs, and they were supposed to go on the bus, that's a problem. And when you're dealing with you know in in, in our schools here, we're looking at you know 25, sometimes even as high as 30 students. Um, it's hard, it, and it takes so much away from the teacher's day just to be able to wrangle that monster of where does everybody get to where they need to be safely at the end of the day. So I was walking down through Ohio PTA, and I saw a booth that really made me stop. I, I talked to the vendor, who we're going to meet here in a few seconds, and I was just absolutely blown away by how simple this idea was and how it can really make a teacher's day um, a lot easier to uh, to deal with. So I'd like to uh, bring on uh, Christy Vredeveld, who I hope I didn't uh, destroy your name too much. But uh, Christy is with My Backpack Tags. So Christy, how are you doing today? And welcome to Watchdogs Radio. Well, thanks, Keith and Chris. Um, you know, first off, just really appreciate you guys having me today um, because what you guys are doing is awesome, and I'm just excited about your goals that you're hitting and just creating that safe environment for kids, which kind of links up well with us, I think. Um, so thanks again for having me today. Okay. Well, well Christy, uh, I tell you what, I'm just going to kind of let you the reins here and just tell us how the idea for my came about and, uh, and kind of where you've headed with it. Sure. Um, so I guess it all started, I had three kids, um, and my youngest had just started preschool so he was three and then I also had a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and you know the older two as you mentioned were in after-school activities and taking the bus home some days and changing from day to day and 
one of the days I went to pick up my kids in car line at school, and um, one of my kids wasn't there. He had hopped on the bus. Mm. So, and I'm not sure if that's happened to other parents out mm. there, but you need to get that pit in your stomach <laughs> yeah. and yeah. your mind starts racing and you're trying to figure out um, how fast you can get home <laughs> um, just mm-hmm. to make sure that kid's safe. And so, you know, that moment I think is something I won't ever forget. And um, I just thought to myself, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be, there's too much, you know, room for error here. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that that's happened to. So, we um, we kind of came up with a laminated card system, and that's really how this idea started. And from there, we came up with my backpack tags, which is really just a simple organizational tool that communicates where a child goes after school. And it's a series of color-coded tags that you just clip to the backpack, and it communicates where they should go. So, for example, if your child's walking home from school, Mm-hmm. You clip on the green walk tag, and if they're going to take the bus home, you clip on a yellow bus tag. And so each tag is a different color, and it has an image on it and a word that's unique to the different you know, dismissal options. So they could go to child care, or they could take the bus or walk home, or they could mm-hmm. go home in the car line, or they could go to an after-school activity. And so each tag represents a different dismissal option. So it's just an easy way to make sure everyone's in the right place at the right time. Wow. Now, so, when you started this out, did uh, was it was it just something that you did for your own child just to see how it would work? So I was doing um these little laminated cards for my own kids and you know as my older, my youngest kind of started kindergarten, um, a friend of mine approached me and said, hey, I really think that this would be an idea that's, you know, it's great for your family, but what if we took that idea and gave it to an entire school? I mean, what a difference would that make in the whole dismissal process? And so we went through and tried to find materials that were, you know, fun for the kids and safe and easy to manufacture and we did a couple pilot programs at different schools just to see if the idea would work. Mm-hmm. Um, and after our test market, you know, we found really great results. We had kids who were using them, like 83% of kids in the schools were using them on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as um, the um, school secretary who's, getting interrupted during the day, kids are coming in the office, and she's making phone calls to parents and trying to figure out where children are go. That the children that don't know, um, mm-hmm. we found that she reduced those interruptions by 80%. So if she had, you know, 100 calls, yeah, then once they implemented the system, they went from, you know, 100 interruptions, let's say, down to 20. So wow. the school secretary just embraced it, um, and obviously the teachers, because those children who don't know where they're going or if the note that was sent was lost, they are disrupting class, they're disrupting their, you know, their whole learning cycle as they try to figure out what are they doing next. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and this, this is a critical age, those kids who are even in preschool at age three all the way up to, you know, they're, until they're 12, you know, 10, 11, 12, they still don't have that executive functioning to remember where they're supposed to go after school each day. 
So right. it's just a nice, safe way to make sure everyone's in the right place. So, you know, kind of after that, we thought, well, our, our pilot results were great. We had a school that bought it for all their kids right off the bat um, as a school supply because they saw the value it was bringing not only to the classroom and to the family, but also to their organization, you know, the time-saving mm-hmm. that they had and that safety risk that was mitigated to some degree, that they right. knew now, each child was going in the right place. Now, I guess the immediate question, that uh, a couple of questions that come up in my mind, and, and I have spent you know, time around schools during dismissal and, and, and through the day, is there, do you see a problem when a child or a parent doesn't think to change the tag the following day? Is there, is there, do you see a problem with that? Or, uh, and then the other question is, what about uh, if there's something different or if the parent wants to send a, needs to send a specific note or something like that? And I'm going to throw the uh, call-in line out here. If you're listening to us live today on Tuesday, our uh, call-in line is area code 215-383-3728. That's 215-383-3728 if you have a question for either Christy, uh, Chris, or myself. So, Christy, let me throw it back to you as far as um, uh, constant direct uh, communication that is needed for, for some parents and, uh, and as far as um, problems with making sure that, that, the, that they're changed out. Is there a training element that goes along with it? Well, I think, I think that's a great point and, a, and a definitely a valid one. And I'll just share with you one story that um, kind of just spoke to that point, I had a, um, a, f- a friend tell me about her situation. She had a lot going on, a working mom with several little kids, and the youngest one, her, her kid, two older ones, and then a younger one, and the younger one would ask her in the morning, you know, hey, Mom, what am I going to be after school? And she would throw her hands up because she had forgotten the backpack tags on, okay. you know, on the kitchen counter. And the next day, again, they're driving to school and she's, you know, kicking herself because he's asking, where am I going after school, Mom? She's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to be on the bus. I forgot the tags. I forgot the tags. And, you know, she's a little frazzled about this. And this happens for three straight days. And the fourth day, he brings it up again and this mom is, you know, she's just at wit's end. And right. he says, Mom, I've got them. It's okay. <laughs> just tell me what I need to clip on. Wow. And, you know, what that, what that does is shows us that these kids – First of all, they want to know what their plan right. is, and right. they're capable of doing it themselves. And if we as parents can't give them that um, information, we can at least give them tools so that they can know where they're supposed to go. So even if it becomes the case where you forget the tag, you forget it once, but mm-hmm. you face consequences based on that. You know, if, if you forgot to change it the next day, you remember, you know, you start to get right. in that routine. And it really is a great tool to teach children about responsibility for mm-hmm. them, themselves. Um, so that when they get older, they now have a, you know, a planner and they're planning what's going on that day and, and more aware of what's going on. Well, and realistically, when they pick their bag and they put it on their back in the morning, you know, they can look at it and say, okay, uh, you know, hey, mom, I got my, my bus tag on in my bus today. You know, it makes the child think about it as they're picking up their tag. You know, hey, I got my activity tag on here, or my and I don't. You don't have an ASP tag yet. It just is uh, falls under activity. Is that child right? Child care is that what is ASP right. or child care? Yes. Right. So uh, it, it, the red... school's program. Yeah. Yes. So um, 
Yeah, and that's exactly right. Those The kids, it is a bright, colorful tag that you cannot miss on the backpack. I mean, it's very visual. Um, the graphics are simple and the words. I don't know if you have them up on your website, but there's a picture, you know, of all the tags there. Um, and we, we definitely tell the teachers um, when we go into a school to, you know, create that environment for them and teach them, you know, give them a little lesson on how to use the tags. Um, mm-hmm. and, then, and then also to give the parents information on just communicating, you know, on a daily basis, whether it's the night before when you're getting ready or the day of or the car ride. You know, we do it in the car on the way to school. Um, okay. And so each family, however you talk about what's happening in the day, it just becomes part of your natural routine. Sure, and if you're, uh, you know, if you take your child to school, you could just keep the 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 whole ring of tags in the car and and you know pop off the one that that, that they're going to use that day. It's just so simple. I got to tell That's you a little right. story. And, and Keith, I'm looking at her website. By the way, Christy, you got a great website. I don't like how you can Thank personalize you. the back of each one and. You know, I love the green for walk and the yellow for bus and the red for, for child care. I think that's just some great marketing on your part and, and, and your family's part for what you did and what you've done and, and how you're going to use these. So uh, fantastic job. I love the idea, and I, mm-hmm. I've been there before. Yeah. I mentioned my wife's a school teacher, and she, you know, when she was in kindergarten, she ended the day. My wife ended her day at that school. And for whatever reason, they put her on a bus one day. And and talk about mm-hmm. a sick feeling when they can't find her for an hour and 15 minutes on a bus. Right. Uh, you know, just I don't want that for any parent. But Keith no, already finished no. up with Christine. Exactly. Well, um, the I'll tell you a little story. Um, you know, Christy, you, you had given me um, a set of the sample tags. And, and I've, you know, I, I've been carrying them around, and I thought this is a great idea. Well, I went to... Our, our school's incoming PTA president, and I wanted to talk a, a, a little more about the fundraising possibilities with the backpack tag as well. But I went to her and I said, you know, this is a great idea. You know, what do you think? You know, obviously we're going to have to go as a team to administration and see if it's something they want to do. Um, you know, that's just the natural process uh, of doing things. I said, here, hold on to these, you know, see what you think. Well, two days later, I'm at the bus stop with, uh, with her, and her child gets off the bus stop, and guess what's on her backpack? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> she had that's yeah, her awesome. kindergartner had taken over the sample backpack tags and she was actually yeah. she was managing them herself. You know, here's this five year old that, that 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 is like, Okay, mommy, I'm on the bus today, I'm putting my yellow tag on, here we go. And and it's just a, yeah. an example of how how simple and easy it is. Um We've got about uh, a little over three minutes left in our program here, Christy, but I, uh, I, I would like to uh, ask you a couple of questions about the financial end of it. I know there's different – if somebody wants to bring backpack tags to their school, and, and of course, it's um, if you want to go to the webpage, it is mybackpacktags.com. Great webpage, just like Christy. But if I'm a, if I'm a member of a, uh, a school foundation, if I'm a PTA board member, if I'm somebody that wants to consider bringing this to our school – how do we? What are the options of bringing it in, either as a fundraiser or how do you um, how do you propose different ways of bringing the the program in? Sure. Well, we have several different ways. Um, the first one that some schools um, jump on board is just supplying it as a school supply item. So they purchase it for all of their kids, you know, up until maybe the fourth grade, um, and it becomes a system at their school. 
Um, so that's one way where they we, they get some type of volume pricing based on that. Um, and then they, we also have a fundraising program. And in that situation, basically there is no risk to, you don't have to buy anything up front. We basically give you all the information that you need to give to your parents. They fill out what they would need or what their neighbors would want. And then we supply that school all the different, different materials specific to that school and give the school, obviously, a percentage of the sales. So that's mm -hmm. another way. It's an easy way for a school to adopt it if they love the idea but they can't figure out how to fund it. Um, the fundraising program is a great way to get it into the school system. Okay. Um, so those are two great ways to do it. The third way is to find someone who's passionate about your school who could be a donor or um, a company who would fund it for the school. Um, mm -hmm. And that's an, a third option that obviously is also out there um, as a potential to get something like this into your school. So, and okay. then individually, you know, as you know, it worked well for us as a family and for other families individually. They're available on, um, on the website. You can order them. It's $10 for an entire um, set of six tags and two carabiners, so it's a great mm -hmm. value. Um, so individuals can purchase them as well. Okay. All right. And then the um, the other option is that you can tailor that what tags you have for your particular school. We're under a minute left here in the show here, but um, I just wanted to give you that uh, you you can a different kit for your school, whatever is fitting for your school. If you don't have walkers right. don't, or whatever. That's right, Keith. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. We can customize and give you only the tags you need for your specific school situation. <laughs> Okay. Well, as we wind down the show here, thank you very much, Christy Vredeveld from My Backpack Tags. Thank you. Yes, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Keith and Chris. I appreciate it. Thanks, Christy. Take care. Now, once again, if you want to learn more about uh, My Backpack Tags, go to mybackpacktags.com. Uh, you can also go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Check us out. Remember, the only schools that don't have a watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. See you next week.